Hey guys, what's up? Trey back here at Trail and welcome back to another episode of Tales of Misfortune, our new FIFA podcast that we're introducing today alongside FIFA 22, which the beta just started today. So you could kind of say that FIFA 22 is starting to get into full swing, but we do still have probably another month and a half before we are going to actually get our hands on the full game. But I am joined by my co-host, here today, my lovely boys, I'm happy to have from all of far corners of the earth, Omar and Reinhard. Omar, how are you doing today? Yeah, man, pretty good. Uh, just got my first uh, FIFA beta code ever, considering I've been playing for 10 years. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to jump into it. I think it should be good to test things out and see if they improve what was a pretty average game last year. So uh, we're excited to see to see if they improve that. Yeah, I really hope. I'm um, glad you're going to have fun with it. I only got career mode, so I'm going to have fun with that. I've been working on Creative Club a little bit, so it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool. We're only going to really talk about the Ultimate Team, uh, um, the pitch notes today mainly for those who are kind of not into reading the whole thing or just want to hear our thoughts on it. So we'll be getting into that. Brian Arn, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great, bro. I'm very excited to see how this how this pod goes and to talk about FIFA 22. You know, I need to get hyped up for this thing. FIFA 21 got me a bit down right now. <laughs> Now, yeah, we've already had through like, well, just about 10 months of FIFA anguish. But yeah, we've had some high moments too with FIFA 21. I know. Oh, definitely. I have. Yeah. Yeah. We'll eventually have an episode where we kind of do like FIFA 21 in review. We do kind of the awards to see what we like the most about and everything like that. And even though this is dubbed Tales of Misfortune, we won't rip into FIFA 21 <laughs> too much. What we'll probably do is just say a few things eventually that we would like to see better, but we'll save all of that for FIFA 22. But so let's go ahead and dive headfirst into the pitch notes today. So we are looking at the FIFA 22 ultimate team pitch notes that is going to cover division rivals, foot champs. Um, it doesn't have anything about squad battles. I haven't seen in here and as well as the draft, but to our understanding, both modes are still included. They just basically go into a deep understanding of the division rivals and foot champions rewrite. And my, um, my guess is that everything you know as far as squad battles, draft, um, yeah, it's going to be untouched as far as we know. Um, so until uh, otherwise spoken, just assume that both of those are, all those modes are going to be the same. So what we're going to do is read the pitch notes verbatim, and then we'll occasionally break just to talk about what we believe is going on with this. Also, there are screenshots included in the pitch notes in case you ever want to bring it up or follow along with us. And however, they kind of give a little bit of an indicator of what they are talking about in the pitch notes, but also we're going to give a fair warning. We have read through the pitch notes already. Some of the wording is a little tricky, which we will probably end up having to stop at this point to talk it out a bit, but we're pretty sure there's going to be more trailers released um, in the coming weeks and there's going to be more clarification, but until the early access comes out, we will probably still have some uncertainty how everything is going to work out, but let's dive right into it. So division rivals. For FIFA 22, we've overhauled division rivals. We introduced a new seasonal progression system along with the elite division, a new space for the best foot players in the world to compete in. Division rivals is the most popular mode in FIFA Ultimate Team, and in FIFA 22, we aim to achieve the following goals. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I did not consider division rivals the most popular mode. I mean... Oh, uh, not at all. I barely touched it. It's, it was honestly... 
in need of a massive overhaul and I'm, I'm hoping as we read through it that they've done what what i hope they've done because it had become very stale um the problem was that in fifa 20 in fifa 20 uh, people were only using it for objectives and then in fifa 21 obviously they moved away from rivals for objectives which meant that all anyone really did was um you know you got your div rivals points by playing in the weekend league and then you only had to play div rivals once at the start of the year to get your your qualification points and that's it you didn't didn't really touch it so interesting to see what they do here i think they know that a lot of people don't play div rivals because with all the foot um the foot swaps objectives there was always an objective to play rivals to encourage people to play rivals and yeah, I, I personally never played rivals. I always played champs, got my points like that, just hope for my rewards at the end of the week and we moved. Yeah, two things that I think where they really shot themselves in the foot with was one, limiting the games in total of the 30 games a week. So you either you and it counted your foot champs games to it. So you either yeah. put foot champs and used it all up or you did 30 games. But if you were tactical, you would do foot champs because it would still give you that score, even though you couldn't maximize your score to the best of your ability. Um, because if you lost, um, you still just got, and you only would get the guaranteed playing um, foot champs points um, to contribute to division rivals. And then you, you couldn't always get rank one, depending what division you were in. But if you played foot champs, you could still get rank three to two on average in a higher division, like division two or something. And you still got coins added into it. So it was nice, but yeah. it really did kind of shoot. But it, it would mean that if you wanted to get maximum rewards in both, you had to be playing 60 games of FIFA a week. And that's way too much. 30. And that's 30 probably. in. I mean, I know it resets before, but if you imagine you're playing 30 games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then another 30 on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that is. Well, actually, if you think about it, that's... it's not that way because... The, the the division rivals resets Thursday, so if you oh, yeah. it, you have to do Sorry. Thursday 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 before the weekend league you start. Yeah, you'd have to play thirty games on Thursday and Friday. Well, not even Friday, just Thursday, and then it it didn't make sense. It was exhausting, and no one really did it. So I'm I am surprised to have to have it. But what I will what I will say is potentially um, more casual FIFA players. Uh, the, the 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 issue with um with the weekend league is it's a big commitment so people that are into fifa that play every week um yeah obviously we're much more focused on uh the weekend league but you know div rivals is is very much your hop in and play casual online fifa because i mean supposed to be casual <laughs> yeah i mean i i will add that taking away objectives from div rivals slightly lowered the toxicity of it because you know how last in in fifa 20, it was horrible. You just had, you know, people losing on purpose to go down divisions to make it easier. Uh, you know, it, it became, it was broken at the end of the year. So I do think they fixed it in that regard. But yeah, it, it just became stale. No one really played it towards the end of the year anymore. There, was, I, there just wasn't really, for Div Rivals in FIFA 21, there just wasn't really a purpose because you're going, the only, the only reason for playing Div Rivals would be to slightly improve your rewards because like you said you could easily just through playing champs get you know rank two rank rank three rank two and so yeah. most people are happy with that i know i was yeah and i think um it's definitely going to be a lot better this season or sorry like this cycle with foot 22 because um kind of preluding into the rest of the changes that they've made here in the pitch notes they've actually 
been a lot of um, the things that we've kind of mentioned that they have actually fixed in a way. And I was kind of thinking, I actually liked um, seasons better back in the day when you would start yeah. division 10 and grind your way up instead of yeah. getting thrown into the placement matches. Now I will say the placement matches were nice because they give you a lot of coins to start out with based on what division yeah. you started. But the yeah. bad thing is people who got the game later in the cycle, even if they kept losing their games because they kept against coming against good players who had stacked squads, they still got thrown into division five at the lowest basically. And division five was still really sweaty by like March. So, I mean, they really did not do anybody a service with you had to start at the beginning of the game or else you were going to be way behind in division rivals and once you got thrown into it you have no players you're just going to keep losing games and just go down for at that point and nobody's going to enjoy that well let's jump into it let's see what they've um yeah let's go so division rivals is the most popular mode no um also something that they mentioned here the elite division we mentioned they mentioned the elite division so something that they have done now is that they've created a competitive environment for top players with the new elite division and leaderboard. That is a quote right there. So basically now there is um, division 10 through to division one, and then there's elite division right above it, uh, which is going to be the new competitive mode um, for global ranking placements in esports and everything, not foot champs. So whenever you hear elite division uh, mention, that is what we are referencing. So yeah. provide so- more transparent progression so you know where you stand in division and what you need to do to earn promotional rewards, reduce weekly match requirements and provide new ways to earn rewards for playing at the level you're comfortable with, and keep the Division Rivals experience feeling fresh throughout the year with the introduction of seasons. Now, different now, how I just mentioned seasons, like in the previous FIFAs, how you go uh season, it was called seasons, and it goes division 10, division one. Yeah. They mean seasons as in the current like objective seasons. Yeah, so seasons uh, for like the current objectives. Um, for food swaps and stuff like that. What yeah. I'll say straight away is the elite division thing doesn't really concern. I know it doesn't concern me because I've never, I'm consistent div three, div t- maybe two at best, but definitely four, three and four. So I don't think elite division will concern me, but for the rest, very positive. My Off the bat, before even going into it, they all sound very positive. Uh, we were just talking about the match requirements, so to lower that, great. Um, the transparent progression was a big thing because you know it was so difficult to tell when you were gonna like. Obviously, you could go into detail and find out uh, whether you're gonna go up a division or down a division, but it was it wasn't clear at all because you know some games you'd get slightly more points, some you'd get slightly less. You didn't know exactly where the threshold was because it wasn't clear. I think that's something that's, that if they made that clearer, is, is all of these things sound very positive. Yeah, no, and I think that uh, what it, what is going to be great about the elite division is that the people who are the best and the pro players, they are going to stay in the elite division. They're not going to really relegate themselves and everything like that because that is how they, they place globally and everything, and they need to place globally for esports for their career and, and their job, basically. And that's going to take a lot of the, the try-hard people out of foot champs. Um, some. So the, really, the pro players probably will barely play foot champs honestly i would think like they might play it some but we'll also talk about later how foot champs has changed too so you reckon this will replace foot champs in terms of for them or would they not do them both i think they will do them both per se but i think how foot champs was their main grind and they didn't touch div rivals too much i think they are going to be grinding non-stop on div rivals because they have ranks they have skill rating ranks and everything like that. There's a top 200 leaderboard, which we'll mention later. And that is kind of how they're going to be dependent on it. But it kind of is nice because 
it kind of takes them away from everybody else in the lower yeah. divisions. Yeah. It's the way it should be. I think the rewards, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's the way it should be. I think the pro players should play like constantly if they want to be the best. It, it wasn't really, I don't know. I don't think for a pro player to call himself a pro player to only play on the weekends, it didn't seem right. Like you need to play division rivals to continue to progress in the game. And I think that's just, it's good that they're doing it this way now. Yeah. So let's see how divisions is exactly going to work. So in FIFA 22, how you climb divisions and earn rewards has changed. Division Rivals is moving to a new ladder system where each division is made up of the following components. Ranks that reflect your progress within the division and unlock better weekly rewards. Stages, which are the individual steps between ranks and checkpoints that prevent losing progress and ensure that players remain at their appropriate skill level. Now, right off the bat, the biggest thing is that checkpoints thing because that has stopped the relegation tactic for people to go down. I love that. Yeah. What I'm a little bit unclear about here is there must be some sort of limit in terms of eventually, surely there has to be a way to go down because otherwise the the lower leagues would just not have a player base because if, if people are going constantly, if you can only go up, then as we go along, there just won't be any player base in Div 10, Div 9, Div 8. As you go further along, people start to progress. I think they're kind of really wanting division rivals to be skill-based and everything. But I think the thing is, unless you are the worst players at the game, there's not gonna you're not going to be able to stay in Division 10. Because I think, because the way it, um, it will talk about later is about you get a win, you progress, you lose, you go back. And if you draw, you stay still. The... Um, well, let, let's read a, f- a little further and everything like that in the pitch notes, and maybe this will help our conversation and kind of like talk about how it works. So the results of each match determines how you progress on the ladder. Winning a match moves you forward one stage, which is between um, which is between the ranks. Like, and ranks is uh, divi- um, rank 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, elite. So those are the ranks. Losing a I, match... I don't think so. I think the, the ranks are one two three four five are the same as last year's ranks the divisions are ten nine eight seven six five four three two one elite so ranks ranks determine what rewards you get in that week so ranks reflect your progress within a division and unlock better weekly rewards so that's the same as last year uh how you have you you know how last year you had two different sort of quotas you had your weekly points total which determined your rank and then your sort of skill points which determined your division i think it more or less stays in that way whereas stages now replace those sort of weekly points uh, i think you're right determine your rank. yeah now that i'm looking back at this i think you're right that's correct divisions are the division 10 through one and uh ranks are different maybe more rewards based and then stages if you see the picture, you can kind of tell a little bit because they have kind of some Roman numerals that look like the ranks and everything like that. And I guess it's the stages that I don't see a clear indication of what the stages are. It also says rank two weekly reward, like above the, yeah. the pack. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah what Omar's saying is correct. Yeah. Like yeah. this is kind of like um how I said before. We may not get some total clarity on this until we actually get a hold of the game to play it ourselves. Or the I mean, if y'all Omar. If you have the ultimate team beta, you might have a better idea of this than us. Yeah, well, maybe we hop back in and we'll do another episode in, in a week or so and we'll talk about my experience on it. 
I might be able to have a bit clearer. But from the time being, this is how I imagine. Maybe actually, hold on. Let's let's read to the end of this this part, and then we'll discuss what we think that it means. Okay. So I'm picking off right after. Um, so if you lose a match, you're going to move back one stage unless you are on a checkpoint. And like we mentioned, the checkpoint it prevents you from relegating yourself. And it also says that if you've reached this point, we're not going to put you any further back. We'll just keep you here until you win again. And if you draw. It will just keep you at your current position. You won't go up and down. So this is no longer a, a, a points-based um, of skill rating where you go up and down, it looks like. It looks like skill rating is only going to be in um, the elite division. This is a purely win and loss system. Yep. Now, winning two consecutive matches in a row will start something called a win streak. While on a win streak, you'll see it indicated with a flame icon, which it looks like in this picture, it's at the bottom of the rank badge. Now, you'll progress an additional stage for every consecutive win. For example, if you've won your last two rivals matches, if you play a third and win that as well, this will move you up two stages instead of one. Win streaks will continue until you draw or lose a match. I'm a big fan of that, to be honest. Yeah. So it seems as though they've really simplified the process of going through. So my understanding now is that it's no longer sort of a dynamic up and down system. It's a, it's sort of a reach the top system. So you start at the bottom and you have basically the whole of FIFA 22 or actually I imagine it, they said it's done in seasons, right? So you have, yeah. oh, I don't know whether the seasons will reset. I'm sure we'll come into that, but basically you have a set period of time to get as high up as you can. So based off of this screenshot, actually, which I imagine, which um, this, this one that says div three progress. Um, yeah. What I can, what I'm sort of guessing from the screenshot is you see those little flags um, on the gray line. Those are your stages. Those are the checkpoints. Those are the checkpoints. Those, no, the checkpoint is the little blue flag. Right? Well, if you scroll uh, in, I think it is a, just a miniaturized gray version of it. Okay. Because I'd, I'd have thought that the, yeah possibly there's a checkpoint um, on each stage and between one looks like yeah so my my guess is that you you have a certain amount of of stages that you need to go through to get to to a rank and then once it looks like from here once you reach rank one of that of that division so for example here it's division three once you reach rank one of division three the next step up after that will be division two so they're sort of instead of having two separate systems where one of them is your rank and one of them is your division they're sort of intertwined so now it'll go for example you start off in division 10 rank 5 and you win as you keep winning you go up to rank 4 rank 3 rank 2 rank 1 and then your next step will be division 9 rank 5 rank 4 rank 3 that's what it seems like and if you're looking at the screenshot with us you probably only see two ranks of visible between division 3 and 2 I think that is just for the purpose of not yeah. cl um, cl um, clustering the picture. I'm assuming there are many more ranks, probably 10 on average, if I was to make a wild guess. 10 or 5, I'd say. I'd yeah. say 5, because yeah. it was 5 last year. 5 probably for the... I feel like it'd be 5 for the smaller ones, and uh, or the lower ones, and then 10 for more, because you they don't want you to climb up from 10 to 1 within one season. I don't yeah. think they would want that. I think they're going to make it much more well, staggered. I think they might keep the ranks five ranks, but possibly in Div 3, you only need two wins to go from, or as we're calling them, stages. Uh, yeah. You only need two stages to go up a rank, 
Whereas maybe in Div 3, you might need five or six wins to go up a rank. Mm. I reckon well, that's well, where the differential will be. You're going to have to give us a lot more clarity whenever you try Division Rivals out. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's it's. I think the way they've described it isn't clear. My hope is that once people start playing it, it is actually as a system. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because I, I can sort of imagine it in my head and it seems to me like the potential of it is to be a much clearer system because it's it's basically just one line. If you imagine before you had to keep track of your weekly points and also your skill points that determined what division you were in. Uh, so, you know, at the end of each game you would get, oh, you know, you got five plus 550 skill points and also plus, sorry, you got plus 550 rivals points and also plus 30 skill points. Now they've gotten rid of that. It's just one timeline basically that you're moving up and down which I, I think that's positive. Yeah, they definitely made it more clear and, dare I say, arcadey, I guess, because like yeah. the whole skill points and rival points, it's so sweaty and it's like everything is just numbers and digits that you focus on. And I think this is a lot more just clear, concise, straightforward. It also... The... Sorry, go on. Oh, what I would say is I think one of the big problems that they, you would, as a player, find out about division rivals is that when you were... I'll give my personal example. When I'm in division two... I think I'm around 1700 over skill rank or something like that. Sometimes I would come against people with a 400 differential uh, skill all rating the time. Me, all the time. And it became to where you actually don't know what the skill rating or you would find, I guess if you did look at the numerical placement of what it takes to get relegated and promoted on your division, you would find people below you or above you sometimes. So they did not stay within your skill rating very much and all. And I think what we'll read uh, later, I don't know if it's in this one still, but basically they're saying you are supposed to stay with people in your division and people around your same rank inside the division. So skill-based matchmaking is supposed to be enhanced in this, in a good way to where you are supposed to stay around here. And I think long-term foot fans will have a much more nostalgic feeling of this compared to seasons back in like 15, 16, because I think the progression system is going to be much straightforward. Yeah. The wedding streak. Because they give us a lot more information actually um, as we scroll down. Oh yeah. That'll help us. So yeah, let's start out with the starting out and let people know how they're going to start out their games. So like we mentioned before, you got placement um, matches in the beginning of Division Rivals to start you off and throw you in. That's not there anymore. All players start in Division 10 immediately aiming to make progress towards higher ranks in divisions while earning weekly rewards. With this change, placement matches have been removed from Division Rivals alongside the placement route through squad battles. So I remember in squad battles, I think you would get it based on, I think, 10 squad battle matches or five division rival placement matches. Now, there's also a thing for elite division. We're going to go ahead and blitz through that really quick because I don't think... That's not elite div- Yeah, elite division doesn't really bother us too much. And I feel like the average listener is not a pro player. So they probably already know the gist of everything. So we're going to blitz through really. The elite division is a new tier of competition, but beyond division one. So we'll call it division zero. The elite division is where the best foot players in the world can compete. Progression in the elite division changed to a skill rating system, which players might be familiar with from foot 21, skill ratings and division rivals. All players in the elite division are ranked based on their skill rating with the top 200 appearing on the global leaderboard that like a leaderboard, like you might be familiar with foot champs. 
Once you've yeah. made it to the elite division, you will remain there throughout the rest of the current season. Now I'm going to, okay. So season refresh is um, down here. I'm going to scroll down really quick to season refresh and then go back because yeah. I think um, this is important to explain. So people kind of um, understand what they mean. And they won't go down. At the start of each season, progression resets to a lower division for all players. The division a player rolls back to will depend on which division they finished the previous season in. Now, from my understanding is this means is if you, the season's about six weeks long, if we start in division 10, um, the first season, make it up to division five, they will reevaluate us and they will reset us back maybe to division six or yeah, maybe even seven, seven and yeah. then say, that's your new benchmark go up from there. So yeah. you will probably never stay in the same division you finish in. You probably only go down by one or two, which, which is I good, think is it means there's good. always progression. There's always yes. progression. I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause otherwise, cause otherwise the problem there, again, you feel like it becomes stale again because um, you know, once you reach your maximum, so say like myself, if I get to division three, for me, it's usually very hard to get out of division three. Um, and I would find myself stuck in Division 3 for the rest of the game, getting the same rewards, doing the same thing, getting no sense of progression, sort of feeling like it's the end. So this way, you know, every six weeks, it's like, damn, okay, I've got a new challenge. I need to get back up to where I was, or can I get even further? So I like that. I do like that. Yeah, definitely. It looks like they took her approach to more like um, mainstream games. Like, for instance, I don't know if you guys play CSGO or anything like that. But when there are seasons, you get reset based on your rank to a lower rank, but it's still higher than anyone else if they weren't the rank that you were the previous season. So I think it's a lot better that way. And it definitely gives you more room to grind and everything like that, because if you yeah. stay in the same season and if you cap out again, then you're probably going to end up stop playing the mode. Yeah, so, so yeah definitely. Play. They need to uh, encourage people to play Death Rivals even more, which yeah. they're doing, so it's good. Yeah, they're trying to bring it back to where it actually is the most popular mode. Now, I'm going to look at the matchmaking really quick and explain that to kind of um, go back on what I was talking about earlier. And then we're going to go over how the reward system works for Division Rivals. So matchmaking. Matchmaking Division Rivals aims to find the best possible match by looking for opponents in neighboring stages and divisions while taking into account the player's physical location when determining the FIFA game data center that the match will be played on. Players in the elite division will match make only with other elite players based on skill rating and the player's physical location. So obviously the elite players all staying within each other. That's good because what we talked right. about before is your skill rating would definitely not match you up with like people in the previous cycle. Yeah. And the one thing that makes me a little upset about how it, it talks about the player's physical location, which is not necessarily an unrealistic thing. It's just the unfortunate fact about some people who live in the, around the world, maybe in South Africa where they might not play in countries where a lot of countries around them will have like a lot of people playing. Would you agree with that, Reinhardt? Actually, you'd be surprised to hear there's a lot of people playing. Like even now when it's almost two o'clock in the morning, I would be able to hop on, find a game within like 10 seconds of searching. So I don't think it's that big of a difference. Oh, well, problem, I guess. I don't know about the rest of the world, but for me, I don't think it will affect me that much now. Well, I hope you definitely have people to play with as you go along the different divisions. Because what I know is I have a follower who's in Singapore and he says he, it takes him several minutes and attempts before getting into any division rivals matches. So other people in remote areas of the world are having trouble getting into physical location. But it does make sense because it does ensure the best connection quality. But I hope it doesn't end up like how in draft sometimes 
you might not be able to find a match period because there's just oh, yeah, might draft, not be anybody in the area. Yeah, and draft sometimes I struggle. But I would say it might make it harder for people in like areas where there aren't as many players because they refined the the matchmaking. So it's not as wide of a spectrum of players you can match well, off. So it might I, be worse. I would imagine that they initially search close and as they fail to find games, they open up the parameters yeah. so like they say initially they're checking neighboring stages and then as that opens up they're checking um you know different um different a wider area like that. Or, so yeah i i don't think matchmaking should be too big of an issue the main thing is obviously like like it says here that all of the elite players have almost been taken out of the equation for us normal folk <laughs> um, meaning that the chance of you coming up against a pro FIFA gamer is pretty unlikely now. If Which is nice. nigh on impossible. I love that. Yeah. So the last thing good. you want is to search for a game and get come up against some pro player or something like that. Yeah. Especially when you're not one yourself. You know, I do still have memory sometimes of uh in the past, I think it was in division rivals or it could have been seasons, coming against uh I don't think it's pro players, but people with the uh the pro player card, the blue one. It's like uh, the yeah. owner of that card, basically yeah. the person on well, the card. Professional footballers. <laughs> yeah. So those kind of people might actually end up in the lead division too, because a lot of times they end up being really good. Definitely. I know there's a lot of pro players that play a lot of, a lot of FIFA, like Diego Jota. Definitely. He's one of the best there is. My one friend in Scotland played against him once and he told me it was an absolute nightmare. So they, I don't know if Hull City guy plays. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. David Can't David Myler. Yes, yes. No, he yeah, he's also like. insane in the game. To be fair, even Aguero plays a lot. He streamed for a lot when he. Yeah, was he in. streams now. Oh, he used to. I don't know anymore, but he did. Mean and Neymar also injury. used to stream a bit, didn't he? Neymar. Uh, I don't know if Neymar did. I've seen Pulisic stream, but he streamed like Fortnite and stuff mainly. Huh. All right, so let's transition into the rewards segment of Division Rivals, and then we'll go into okay. the champs. So weekly rewards. Weekly rewards in Division Rivals are earned by winning a set number of matches before the end of the week. When the week closes out, you'll receive your reward based on the rank you're currently in. The higher you climb in divisions and ranks, the better your weekly rewards will be. If you start the week in Division 5 but make it to Division 4, you'll receive the rewards for finishing in Division 4. Now, that's a huge thing right there because that's last season, changed. you yeah. would – you only get the ones you started out in. So yeah. that's good. They're giving you rewards that you work up to. Thinking back, it doesn't really make sense that they made you stay with, like, if you started the week at the five, it doesn't make sense that you stay with those rewards if you well, progress. So I it's think, better this way. I think the, the, the issue before was that you could also go backwards. So it'd be quite annoying if you, you know, were in a division, were in a division where you were sort of settled and you got relegated uh and then ended up getting lesser rewards whereas now now that relegation is known impossible because of these uh checkpoints i think this is a system that makes sense and what i will say is making it straightforward to where you're now for weekly rewards obviously you're playing against other people but you're not competing against other people makes so much more sense why because last year you would play all of your games either on div rivals or on foot champs and you'd be hanging around the 18,000 17,000 point mark or whatever the threshold was and you'd be in rank one and you'd have still three days left and you know you'd I'd keep refreshing it to go oh I can't can't play any more games but I don't know what rank I'm going to get until you know yeah. check. it makes so much more sense to just go right you need to win a set number of games this week once I've done that 
It's that's it. That's my rank. It's not going to change. You know what you're getting, and it won't change. Other people, especially because because before it used to be based on percentage of the player base. Uh, when it would make it harder certain weeks and easier on other weeks, just because you know some weeks you'd have more people playing, and so the the thresholds would change, and it just didn't it didn't really make sense. So this is just a lot clearer, a lot more straightforward. This is what we were talking about before: clarity in what you have to do to get a certain thing, like. There, last year, there was no way of knowing how many wins you needed to get rank one. Yeah. Because because it was dependent on what other people did. Now, it will say to you, quali- win one match to qualify for this rank. Win four matches to get this. Win, as we can see from the screenshots here. It's a lot better. Rank two, you need to win three games to qualify for a reward of a rare gold pack. And that, that's it. That's all you need to do. So straight. Especially the especially the night before, normally on like Wednesday nights, and you're like rank one, so you don't know if you're gonna drop out by the time rewards come in. Yeah. It's a lot better this way now. Yeah. That's very straightforward. Also, for those who are looking at the uh the screenshots kind of like us, so I'll just ask y'all guys your opinion on I'm a huge fan of the new pack look that actually looks like an actual trading card pack. How do y'all feel about that? Brilliant. Yeah, I love it as well. Yeah, it so good. reminds me I'm, of the old old days. I'm really hoping that the animation involves some sort of ripping, please, and them coming out. Oh, yes. you'll be able to tell us that. You can open packs on the Ultimate Team one. Okay, I really, I feel like we should have recorded this tomorrow after I've had a. After I've had, nah, it would be fine. I'll, I'll let you know. But you wouldn't man. have even thought about looking at that other email, though. Yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the pitch notes. So, in addition to base weekly rewards. You can upgrade your current weekly rewards by winning more matches each week. Now, it doesn't say it explicitly right there, but what we're taking that as, there is no more weekly cap. So you can keep grinding more and more and more. And it doesn't say what your packs will be like. Maybe that's saying every certain amount of wins, you get another one of the max pack level that's out there, which is, there's two screenshots here. The first one says the weekly reward, win one match to qualify for this weekly record. It's a premium gold pack and one reward. And the one below it is win three matches to qualify this weekly reward. It's a rare gold pack. So maybe that's saying if that division, a rare gold pack is the highest pack you can get every three wins. Maybe you get that. That is just a guess, not concrete. I I would imagine it's between the stages would be rank one. Your next, your next win after you complete this objective, you would then have the rank one reward, which will be, for example, you know, uh, win six games and you get a, you know, a rare, gold player pack or a premium gold player pack which is hard to wait i don't actually know about that if you would just keep cycling it because you can still go up divisions is it, it... yeah well as as with last year divisions will determine they the base reward so you can see here that it's it's saying you have uh where does it say it says there's a base weekly reward and you can upgrade those by winning more matches. So these are like adding additional packs on that you can win. Okay, right. Uh, okay. So see, what I want to know about this ward grade, is it stacking them in the background or are you getting it right after you finish it? Uh, I will be able to tell you that. That's a good, but, that's a good question to but know. That is a good question. We yeah, don't. definitely. I, I mean, I imagine you don't get them straight away because otherwise but, they uh, wouldn't be weekly rewards. They would just be sort of instant. Instant they rewards. Them weekly, weekly rewards. So... You can upgrade, yeah, it says you can upgrade your weekly rewards. So my understanding of that is at the end of the week, it will aggregate your base rewards plus your extras. And also on the screenshot, it says rewards in five days, Tina. Oh. So I assume oh, yeah. they stack up like that. I definitely didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, good point. 
Now, um, now also that's probably the best because that would take away from the objectives and everything which normally give you packs as you complete objectives on the spots. Now we also have what we're going to seasons and milestone rewards. So let's read that. Division Rivals is now a seasonal competition tied to the overall foot season, approximately six weeks long. Season milestones are a new way to earn additional rewards in Division Rivals simply by playing Rivals matches. Regardless of whether you win or lose, you make progress towards your seasonal rewards. You can earn up to three milestone rewards per division based on the division you are in. Now, the screenshot that we're looking at looks at if you're in season one, you are in division three, and milestone one reward is a small prime mixed players pack. Now, these aren't like, it's just an example. These are not the actual pack you'll get. It says play three matches to reach milestone one. So I imagine. And if you look on the screenshot, you can see three indicators represented by star badges, one, two, and three, which will kind of show your milestone rank. And I imagine there will be a lot more of that, similar to how, you know, in, in the, you know, in, in the objectives, uh, milestones, you have multiple pages. This, I imagine, is the same sort of thing. And also, it says above it, Division 3, Milestone 1 reward. So again, I think the rewards will sort of scale up in quality dependent on which division you're in. Yeah, so, it, and I definitely think this is good because they're only giving us extra ways to earn packs and everything. And they're saying, keep grinding the game and we'll keep rewarding you, which is what people have been asking for. But also, as this says, Milestones, I do not believe this is going to replace the milestone objectives. I do believe they will run. I think they'll just, uh, yeah, they'll run alongside each other. Yeah. So overall, Division Rivals looks like it's got a lot of good improvements. Very promising. Yeah. Very promising. Definitely. Now we probably, you know what I would say is as much as we don't like grinding squad dolls and everything, there's not really too much busted with it where it needs fixing. It's just, it's just an AI mode that people maybe just don't like grinding as much. Yeah, I mean, the thing with with squad battles is it's more of an of a thing. Some people just don't like playing online. Some people just don't don't see the appeal of playing online. But the, oh, the connection online. quality and... Yeah, there are all sorts of reasons. The issue beforehand was that people that didn't want to play online were restricted to career mode and things like that some people might want to play ultimate team without having to play online. And that's sort of what squad battles is aimed at. Now then of course the, the addition of objectives and um, you know, uh, icons, icon swaps, and icon swaps. Like that meant that people had everyone. Now, most of the player base has had to dabble in squad battles, but I think there are very few people that on top of playing foot champs and div rivals will also grind into squad battles as well so you know i think it was good as it was um the main player base will be affected by the changes that they've done here and i don't think there's going to be too much uproar in that sort of sense with regards to them not making any specific changes to, to squad battles yeah yeah but something that's only a lot of changes foot champs oh, definitely it needed <laughs> it needed some changes yeah. but we'll dive into them now i guess yeah, let's let's look into this in. This one is actually fairly more confusing than Division Rivals yeah. in some ways. So we're really gonna is have to talk this possible? one out. Yeah, <laughs> but um, all right. So foot champions. With foot champions, we are taking the competition structure and spreading it out throughout the week with the introduction of the champions playoffs and finals. Our goal with foot champions this year was to improve accessibility and reduce the overall commitment 
required to participate with fewer matches in the week. We've moved to a points-based system this year rather than wins, so you'll still make progress even if you lose. That's a big dub, in my opinion. I think that's nice because that means even if you lose, it's a good game or bad game, which means actually that might get people to stop rage quitting too because I bet if it's points-based, you won't get any points if you quit. Yeah, of course. So that's probably a good fix. The updates to champions aims to strike a balance between the previous time commitments while still offering a competitive experience and rewards. So um, let's go ahead and talk about the qualification because that is the first part of it, which is this is actually a three-stage system. It is qualification, playoffs, then finals. So this is kind of stage one. To get access to foot champions, you'll continue to earn champions qualification points in division rivals. Once you've accumulated enough points, you'll be automatically entered into the playoffs and your champions run for that entry can begin when you are ready to play. So right away, division rivals, you'll still get the points um, naturally, but it will not be the same submit every week. Kind of like it was last year, it'll be, okay, now you are able to enter the champs playoffs, which is kind of like the daily knockout tournament that was back there. Oh, that was um, so good. A couple of years ago, but that it's still a little different to that. Yeah. It's just kind of the same setup. And also you enter it whenever you want to play. You don't yeah. have a limited time to do it. Okay. Let's keep All going. Right. All right. Champions playoffs. The champions playoffs are the first leg of the overall foot champions competition. And it is open for the duration of the foot season, approximately six weeks long. Players progress through a limited number of games on their own time, earning points toward champions' ranks and rewards. These are awarded at the end of your run in the champions' playoffs. So we got to stress playoffs because that is it alone. Now, in the screenshot they show us, there are ranks similar to division um, rivals where you get, looks like, five points possibly for a win. Um, You get a loss, you get one point for a draw. For a draw, that's a good question. It doesn't say, but imagine it's three. Probably two or three. I imagine they've kept to there are no draws. Oh, Oh, yeah, of course. That's correct. Yeah, my bad. Good chance. (laughs) Which now in the I wish reading from this, I wish if that is the case, you got some sort of extra points. And it doesn't seem like this is the case. You should get more points for losing a shootout than you do for a generic loss. Because to me, a shootout at the end of the day, like for example, in, in, it you should get, for example, five points for a win, three points for a shootout loss, and one point for a loss. That for me makes sense and doesn't look like they've done that. And I think they've yeah. missed a trick here because at the end of the day, losing in a shootout does not mean you were the worst player in that game, it just means yeah. you know, at least reward me for playing that long. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. almost it, twice the length of a normal game. At least you're still getting something, the one point loss, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's an interesting thing because there's four ranks here, but um, it says two matches remaining on this, but it also says five out of seven points to rank three. So um, this isn't, this might be, this would be more finalized, I would say, than the other ones, but also it is definitely not finalized in any way. But eventually you get to the very right side, which is the little trophy icon, which means you have earned a foot champs qualification token. Okay, so let's talk about it here. If you earn enough points, you will unlock a finals qualification token, granting access to the champions finals. 
and allowing you to continue participating in the competition. If you did not make it to the finals, you can always return to the playoffs after requalifying through rivals. So this is kind of like with the daily knockout tournament, how if you lose, you have to play through it again, except you have to keep playing division rivals to get another uh, entry into the playoffs, which I like because it gives you another reason to keep playing division rivals. So all of this basically will be determined by how they've scaled it in terms of how many games you get and how many wins you need. Because if you get, you know, 10 matches, which I think is a reasonable number, and you have to win seven, for example, to get to the end, that is not going to go down well. Because it means that a majority of people will struggle. Because I would say the average player, the and this is average, and, you know, you might think differently because you might be slightly above average. And I think I probably would. I think for, for me, if I take any random 10 games, not taking into account what mode, I would hope to win six or seven of the of the 10. And I'm sure that you, Trey, would maybe hope to win seven or eight. Uh, Reinhardt, I'm not really sure. Sort of, I've I'm also around six, seven, much. I think. So I think in because this is the playoff, and we're still trying to make it accessible, I think they'd need to target it at the average. So I would expect you, in order to qualify, to have to win about 50% of your games. Yeah, five or six, I'd say. So So what what I will say is I have gotten not 100% information, but from some sources of who I consider leaks, I consider fairly reliable. Um, If I'm remembering correctly, I think they said it's going to be five matches. And if I'm doing math right in my head, with two matches remaining, they would have played three in this. And if they played three matches and they won one and tied, or they lost two, they would get five points out of that, which would go the five out of seven points to rank three. I don't know if that plays true, but I, what I heard is you may get five matches and you have to technically win three to get that. But that is also not confirmed. That was just something I heard, and I could be remembering it wrong. But like I said, I do believe they're going to give you a fair amount to where you have to yeah. win I would say 60, 60% of them probably. So yeah. you probably so, have to win six out of 10. So potentially five games and you need to get 17 points. No, maybe. not even 15, four. Maybe they 15. make it slightly less. Maybe they make it like 14 or something so that, you know, you can get through with a couple of losses as long as you don't rage quit. Um, <laughs> the, only thing, I, yeah, the only thing that's like off it. is the five out of seven points to rank three, which makes yeah, me think the that's points think much more larger scale. Well, yeah, because you remember you get five points for a win. So that means you just need one win and two losses to get to rank three. Yeah, but you also have to get to rank five. one to get it. So. Yeah, so if we just sort of get, I would, I would just going off a guess, uh, probably need maybe four to get rank four, seven to get rank three, 10 to get rank two, and then 14 to get rank one. I think that's that's a reasonable scale. I I think that potentially we could be we could be looking at 14, 15 points. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think that I think that's good. I because that that means you need to from your five games you need to basically win three. And they did a mention they don't want they don't want you to play as many games as you had yeah. to to get into it. Mm. Yeah. And because so they do intend key... you to redo this over and over if you lose. Well, that's again. We we now need to keep reading because because what I'm interested to know is once you do qualify, does that serve you for the rest of the season? 
you can then play the finals or does that serve you for one final entry? Does the final entry give you the chance like last year to get into the final again by finishing somewhere? Because oh, the yeah. issue is if you have to do this once every six weeks, fair enough. I think having to do Div Rivals, the qualification tournament, the playoffs and the finals and the finals every week Sure. The, it, it just it strikes me which is why very reading, re, reading that first bit where they say our goal was to improve accessibility and reduce overall commitment and they've put that next to we are taking the competition structure and spreading it out throughout the week it seemed a bit counterintuitive because it sounds like they're asking you to do more stuff and then they're saying we want you to do less stuff so it's one of those things again that they haven't really explained in great detail and I would hope that we give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they've done it in the correct way and we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep reading. Another thing that I would like to bring up is if you say, for instance, you don't get enough points to go through to the, the playoffs and you need to grind rivals again, how much rivals would you need to grind to be able to even play playoffs again? It was too that much be, last year. It was, it yeah. was, I mean, I know, I know obviously you only had to do it once, but it happened to me a couple of times where I redeemed my, my entry to the, to the league and then I, you know, couldn't couldn't play it that weekend, and so I lost my qualification points, and I'd have to start from scratch. And that yeah. is an awful lot of games that you have to play because if you're getting, if you need two thousand and you're getting fifty per win, that is a lot of feedback. It's you have a to lot, play just especially for in a week if you don't really yeah. want to do it for the next weekend. Yeah. So I don't know if many people did this like I did. I did it almost like a little bit life hack. What I did was. I got the champs qualifications and everything um, from division rivals. I played full weekend league to qualification again. So where I got the automatic 2000 again, but then I played, I just grinded more division rivals to where I got naturally 2000 more. And what I would do is I would have that in the bank. If I knew I was going to play that weekend, I would submit it before claiming my uh, foot champs rewards. And then they would reload the bank with 2000 oh, points smart. in case something I mean- went wrong. That's fine, but the issue there is that you would have to play all the games in order to get the points. To reload yeah, the no. 2,000. And yeah. that's fine at the start, but at the end, towards the middle of the year where you're just trying to, <sighs> as much as I hate to say it, we our goal with FIFA is to play as little FIFA as possible. <laughs> because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just like doing homework, man. <laughs> yeah, when you want to end game squad by Christmas. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I, I like what they've done with the format i i quite like the idea because i did really enjoy back in the day the qualification tournament tournament. yeah definitely different it's not a knockout tournament which means it's less harsh it's less brutal but um yeah i like it so i'm interested to see we keep going i think because i want to i want to hear more yeah let's get uh let's get to this next part which is going to drop the biggest ambiguity that i've found so far which i have a few different theories on but we'll discuss it so champions finals the foot champions finals will take place on weekends using the same duration that was used for the weekend league in FIFA 21. The finals qualification token gives you the flexibility to enter the competition on your schedule. Now it's not confirmed, but I'm taking that is any time you want to go into the finals throughout the weekend. You can, I, well, I, I imagine that means uh, that same as it, it basically means that you get a token same as last year that you don't have to redeem straight away for that week. It just means if you don't want to play this week, you can play it next week. Yeah. The you know what's an interesting you... thought? Go ahead. Um, so they say they call it a token, right? And another thing that's also called a token currently in the game is a draft token, right? So what if 
you can play the playoffs, then you get a token, then you can play the playoffs again directly after and get another token. So then you have two champion I uh, really finals hope, tokens. I really hope that that is the case. To be able that would to be very stack, good. To be able to stack qualifications is what has been missing because yeah. sometimes you have you you might be busy on the weekend but you still have time during the week and if, if you for example can't play foot champs one week at the moment it's almost like a wasted week because you're not yeah. what you're doing you're already qualified you can't play maybe they've given you now incentive to play div rivals but before there was no incentive to play div rivals so you're just like what what am i doing the ability to stack them would be brilliant so i agree with you there i think that's great we yeah. don't know though I, I would guess that they're not doing that because uh, knowing them, I imagine them. Yeah. Done that. But it would be good if they did. All right. So let's talk about champions requalification and entry. A change to the champions qualification process is a limited entry system that allows you to decide when and how to compete in foot champions. Within each foot season, approximately six weeks long, you will have a limited number of attempts at the champions competition with a single entry good for an attempt at the champions playoffs and a champions final if you qualify. Now, what? That, That's a lot of champions. That made no, no sense. Hold yeah. on. Here's the thing we need to put in quotes a single entry good for an attempt at the champions playoffs and champions final. That is where they lost me. And that's what yeah. we need to talk about. You also, in it, so in a season, you'll have a limited number of attempts at the champions competition. So, does that mean? The, the, you can only do the playoffs a certain number of times. So that means, for example, in a six-week period, you might get four chances, which means... I, I, I also don't know. They it, needed it to also, say if they're talking about finals or playoffs. This says requalification and entry, but it doesn't talk about requalification at all. I don't understand. Yeah, see, I, I swear when I read this the first time, it actually had more in... I almost am missing the part besides this where I got confused because... So what I was having a debate on Twitter with some people was, are we getting one run at the champions finals throughout the season? Because they said it's only being played on the weekends still. Well, it so says, it, it, This says limited. So I don't think it's one, but I think potentially it might say per month, you get four attempts at the competition. So that means if you, the, if your first week you get through the champions playoffs, then you can play it. That's great. If the second week you don't get you don't get through the champions playoffs, yeah, you can do the champions playoffs again, but now you're using up a third attempt in that season. So I no, think what sense. this basically means is you can only play the whole foot champs competition a certain number of times, whether that be four, whether that be six, whether they give you more than the number that they are, so that you get away with maybe one loss. So maybe they say to you, you know, six week season, you get seven attempts. So that means you can even afford to lose the playoffs once and still get to the final every week um it'll be interesting again it, all of these things are determined on on how they scale this in terms of numbers yeah um, the points and the div rivals and... yeah and you know how many of but it does make sense um but it's it from what we were talking about before though it does seem as though you will have to play the playoffs every time you want to play the final so i've heard two things one is and these are two theories one is that the finals like it says it's played on the weekends. There's a finals competition every weekend, like normal. The other thing I've heard is that the finals is a generic term for the, the think of it is like division rivals games in the final as the finals weekend league, but it's yeah. in the, in the week, the foot champs competition. 
And you play this throughout the six weeks of the season, whenever you get in the competition and you have a certain number of games that you could only play on the weekends, but you have a certain number of games you yeah. have to meet. But now that is conflicted by another thing that I've heard. You only have 20 games per weekend. But the biggest thing why I've gotten confused about this is because I read it here, I swear before, and it was about the single entry attempt that alluded you may only be able to play the weekend league once in the six weeks or you get one time you into the finals and then you don't have to requalify until the next season. Well, let's, I, let's get to the, to the end of the, well, we are at the end of the section, really. It's a very small section for a requalification yeah. entry. There's not too much information on it. It's very ambiguous. I do feel like stuff is missing because they're also, I mean, we know this already, but they've not talked about champions finals at all. They don't even say how it works. Like they've not mentioned the fact that it seems from the screenshot that they've gotten rid of the whole, gold three gold two gold one silver three silver two it just looks like there are now ranks yeah instead of, cause it says and then that. the ranks rewards probably stack i've, I've got no idea so, yeah strange i'm gonna read the champions rewards and after i uh read it y'all talk about it i'm going to look up a video of someone who read off the uh like the original text i want to see if they edited it any because i swear there's less than I saw before, but I could be crazy. So yeah. let's talk about the Champions yeah. Rewards really quick. One of our goals with the introduction of the playoffs and finals was to rebalance the rewards across both competition stages while lowering the overall match requirements. When you start the playoffs, you are competing for the first set of rewards and a chance to qualify for the finals where you can further increase your rewards. In the finals, where you will finish with where you will finish will decide your additional rewards. If you finish all of your matches in the finals, you can claim your rewards instantly. If you still have matches to be played, your rewards will be granted at the end of the competition based on where you finish. So two biggest things to take away from there. If you grind out your games immediately, you get your rewards immediately. That's a huge dub. That's a huge dub. I I honestly don't understand why it took four days to give rewards up until now. I I know they have sort of things to do with anti-cheating and things like that, I heard, but four days is a ridiculous amount of time to be waiting for. i think the main reason they did it was because of the red picks being team of the weeks and then team of the week comes out on a wednesday so i, I, I assume that's why they did it but yeah, i wonder if they still waiting for picks. thursdays are yeah it's very long always especially this past fifa since you wouldn't be able to play rivals after you play champs because you already reached yeah, your that, cap. yeah that's the other thing as well it it made no sense because you then also couldn't play any rivals after you played champs because you it, you'd maxed out your you were just playing for nothing. Yeah, I've no idea how that like whole game thirty game cap a week thing got out in the first place. To be fair, like when I saw it the first time, I just immediately knew it's not going to work out. But yeah, with this, uh, I like that. And you said sorry. You said there were two takeaways. What was the other one, Trey? The other one was that. Um... You don't have to wait just till the week in case you don't want to finish your games that you'll get them on Sunday instead of the uh, yeah. instead of Thursday. So it was like you either get it immediately. People like to grind out, say, 20 games on Friday night or if you want to um, wait um, and say, I'm going to do 10 games and then just whatever I get, because it just sounds like you don't get requalification points. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you reach a certain stage or not, because that's but not what, what I'm saying is this to me seems like you not only have to do the the playoff every week you also have to do the rivals games to qualify because they say the nothing. playoffs 
Well, you have to do the playoffs, but remember, in order to enter the playoffs, you need to qualify. You need to do rivals. Rivals. And I wonder if one of the rewards will still give you some points towards... Actually, I imagine they probably will. They'll, I you know honestly before, so. before they gave you... For example, if you got Silver 2, they'd give you 2,000 points. I think you'll still get that now. Only difference is that the points don't get you into the finals. The points only get you to the playoffs. And I quite like that. I think it's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really hope that there's a way to get into the playoffs without having to grind rivals every single week because that will be very tedious after a while, especially if we do it weekly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about you. Have you, Did y'all ever play co-op this past no, year? I was going to say. Uh, I did. Skip. Oh, you did? I did, but it's not uh, like... You know, in the milestones, you get like the amount of games you played and you get the packs for co-op. I you only played, reached like, 25. 10. 25? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the only thing I'll I say had to play with my friend from overseas, so the connection wasn't, yeah, wasn't very nice. Yeah, so we won't talk too much about public match uh, co-op stuff. What I will say is, it looks like public matchmaking and drop-in, kind of similar to pro clubs, is now a thing with it. And I don't, I guess that wasn't a, a thing yeah. before. I guess you couldn't do drop-in well, matches to get random. Well, yeah, before there was no way to actually play against another. This this was the only annoying thing. I, me and I have three other friends that play FIFA and we wanted to do a 2v2 and with, with co-op there's actually no way to play against another another pair. two yeah that, like you would just go into a game and either play against a single single person this seems like they fixed it hopefully they'll also have invite options so that you're not because the only way we managed to do 2v2 is we went on seasons not even like ultimate team just normal seasons uh, co-op seasons and then we both picked like a half star team and s- pressed search at the exact same time and uh, that was how we managed to face each other in a 2v2 that was, and uh, the fact that they've not got that is ridiculous so it seems like they've addressed that which is good Alright so let's yeah. go ahead and skip over the rest of uh, public matchmaking we're going to talk to the main menu which isn't too much to talk about but it's nice to see a couple little edits in here because I know <laughs> some of the stuff they talked about did kind of irritate me a little bit so we're making some changes to the main menu in foot this year to address some feedback from 21. With the introduction of tabs, we're, we've reorganized our modes and made it quicker to jump into your favorite place to play. Squad building challenges or SBCs are now accessible from the home tab. We know this is a really popular feature and a lot of players go between SBCs and the transfer market. So it's important for these two features to live together. Now, unless you're looking at the picture, you might not understand what tabs is. Essentially at the top of the screen, there is a tabs where it goes between home, play, and club where you can switch over with it looks like your bumpers. And at the bottom is the normal um, kind of tabs or um, sections you saw. And on the home tab, it's news, objectives, transfers, and squad battle ma- challenges, and the store, which I like a lot. Yeah, to go from squad battles to transfers was always like it took yeah. very long. So I, like I, it. I, I like actually it. wish they had an even quicker. They may not have mentioned it and they might have it, but an even quicker. You should be able to. I know you can search for specific players whilst in, but there should just be a quick link to yeah. go to the transfer market from within a squad. Like the main transfer market, not the yeah. add on yeah. thing they've got currently. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't think it's, I think that should be there. But yeah, I, I mean, I've, I don't have much to say about the main menu, but I, I would just hope that it's more accessible because i've been of the belief that the menus for for uh, ultimate team have been progressively getting worse every time they update them i didn't like the changes they made last year i, I, I don't really like the new design especially the 
Yeah, when uh, you like apply consumables to your players, then that circle menu popped up. I was not a fan of that in the beginning, but I just got used to it in the end. I guess. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think they're getting less user friendly. So hopefully they've. It, it sounds like they're doing a bit to address that, but that's yeah. What I will say that I hope they change, which I did not like, is that on the circle, um, when you go or sorry, when you're in the SPCs and stuff, and you're trying to buy someone from the transfer market straight from the squad screen, it was way too easy. They had this flipped wrong. To where you would buy it now on accident instead of putting a bid on it if you were just trying to yeah. rush because if you just do a normal click a, a, a on it and say yes you would actually buy it now instead of bidding on it which i think it should be the yeah. opposite you have to press yeah. the separate button to bid on it which i accidentally bought a ten thousand coin player once and it was not <laughs> coins. so i think that was a mistake on their part it may like it might have been intentional but they should have changed that in my opinion that was just one of those things i think should get changed yeah, I agree. Now, on the play tab, it looks like you'll find the gameplay normals, uh, squad battles, division rivals, champs, friendlies, foot draft, um, both of them. On the club tab, you'll find your squad, club customization, leaderboards, and player stats. Now, something I'm happy about, um, or actually, I'll just read through this rest. Quick squad access is still accessible by pressing and holding down on the left stick or D-pad from anywhere in the main menu, but we removed the quick access to stadium customization by pressing up. We heard the feedback that this was a less useful shortcut and some players were accidentally navigating into the space and they didn't wish to. I'm oh, raising my so hand. many times. I did that Definitely. so, many, so times. many times. Yeah. So you may also notice, and you won't see this unless you look at the screenshots, the win, draw, loss record is no longer in the club information on the top left. Fear not, it's still available in the stadium tile. This is one why? thing I don't know why they did. I don't like this. Why? I don't I don't like that. Why do I have to navigate to see it? I'm not sure. Sh- well, I mean, I, I I am ashamed of it this year, but I'm yeah, for the people that are embarrassed, I got a good one. I got a pretty good one. I like mine is two, also decent enough. It's like I a think. 2.0 KD. But <laughs> I would what I would say is the reason they maybe do this is that when people uh, do share plays and stuff like that, and they go to this background, maybe their records hidden. I don't know, yeah. but it doesn't make too much sense, really. When well, I do it. know that I don't know if it's still like this, but back in the day, one of the security features for getting access to an account was they'd ask you what their what your record is and uh, i know that a couple of a couple of like streamers or youtubers got hacked because people were going on see and their accessing records. their account and saying oh this is my account this is my record so i don't think that's the case anymore but possibly it might be to do with that yeah anyway. i don't think it was a big of a big issue to fix but fair don't enough know, i guess don't agree with this one but we <laughs> yeah do. Some intern had an idea and they had to entertain him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another interesting thing on here, which I think is, I, you could say it's cool, but I don't think it's a big deal. I actually kind of think that it's a little unnecessary. Player item views, where, um, where basically what we mean is like when you flick the right stick over a player item and it like switches um, kind of to the back of the car. Actually, I can't remember i'm thinking about that right but it says um basically you know it's showing mbappe on this screen on this screenshot um and it says if you flip it over it shows his key attributes and i'll read these off so it shows on the back of his card attack positioning finishing reactions strengths and acceleration so kind of the most key stats for a player of his type and his positioning so by default this view will show relevant attributes based on the position type this means we'll also have a view for strikers midfielders defenders and keepers we know that keeping an eye on attributes is an important aspect of building your squad. So we created this to be a quick comparison view when looking at which players to swap in. The player bio screen will still be the place to go to get the full picture. 
As new player items are released throughout the year, we'll also change the default view on these player items to highlight attributes to make them unique as an inform. Now, the thing I think they should have done differently, don't make it to where you, are, you have to switch back and forth between the players like this. Make a compare feature, kind of like they have on Footbin, and you just yeah. add yeah. players into it and have them side yeah. by side because you still have the normal player data, item detail. And you, you'll probably, I don't know if anybody else is like me in the room, who will forget the number they just looked at when they see the next one? <laughs> they switched over to the player. I need it side by side, guys. I, Especially I to... when you're comparing yeah. a lot of numbers. Look, I, I think what I will say is I think I feel like they're making a big deal. I, I don't see how this feature has got its own section on the pitch notes. I, I, think, <laughs> yeah, they're a, I think they're making a big deal out of not a big it's, it's useful. I think some people will use it. It's an extra view. I think there's not too much to say about it. I mean, it's not, it definitely doesn't make the game worse. Uh, yeah. But, like you said, there's it's not as bad as the change for the record. I think that's gone about it in a different way. I th- I think it's yeah, it's improved the thing, but it's such a small thing. It shouldn't. I don't know. I I think few people will, will benefit from it. Now, yeah, definitely. Here's an interesting one. Celebrations have changed. Conceding a goal is Love always us. heartbreaking, especially in a closely fought match. While celebrations are an important part of a real-world football, we know watching them can be a frustrating experience for some players. Cue the team dance celebration. That's why we've introduced new celebration camera focus settings that allow you to focus on either your team's reaction or your opponent's celebration when conceding a goal. By default, it will be set to opponent celebration. Changing the setting will affect every mode in FIFA 22, not just foot. So... That's nice because I don't want to have to see their stupid celebration every time when they make so, me replay. But straight away, though, what I will say, what I will say straight away is I've been seeing the rounds on Twitter of people saying uh, you can turn off opponent celebrations in foot champs. That is not the case. All that's going to be happening is the celebration will be happening. You just won't see it. It's yeah. basically so if your opponent is doing the dance, you'll still be sat there for a good 10 seconds while the dance is happening. You, the camera will just be focused on your own team. So yeah. again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, some people were affected by it. It's not, it's the, it's not giving you the chance to skip the cel- the celebration. It's not turning them off. It's just changing the camera angle during the celebration. So, you know. Okay, something that needs fixing though is they did make it last year to where you can skip the celebration, but it did not always work consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very that, that w- would have been that would have solved the whole problem. Because you can just skip through it if you didn't want to see it. But it just did not work every time. Now, um, I'm not going to go into stadium customization, VIP areas, uh, crowd customization, TFO, stuff like that. Just about the stadium. It looks like a lot of cool things and everything. Um, what I'm uh, going to quickly go over is the competitive gameplay settings, which is very interesting. This ties back into the gameplay deep dive. But for people who maybe didn't want to go through that, you'll probably find this one interesting. We've heard feedback from our competitive players that they would like a higher skill ceiling for comp- competition and online modes, along with a way to practice and master these skills. In FIFA 22, this means that the new competitive gameplay settings are always enabled for division rivals and foot champions and can be optionally turned on for other modes in FIFA Ultimate 22. Now, I'm going to go um, to it really quick over here because I think this is actually fairly re- yeah. relevant. Yeah. Now, I'm a fan these, of this as well. This, um, so. Um, I'm on now the deep dive for the foot gameplay ones. Um, let's see. The competitive settings, these are changed. So I'm just going to read through what the settings are. Contextual agile dribbling off. Now, I believe that is like holding the left bumper and kind of doing like the, the techers back and forth. That's what yeah. I think agile dribbling is. 
that auto is clearances off auto flare pass off auto shots off assisted headers dear god off jockey <laughs> is on manual now through pass assistance semi that is a huge one that is now big. through ball and prayer is not going to be as easy anymore so modes where competitive settings are always active rivals champs online seasons co-op seasons and pro clubs interesting they don't mention draft in here so that's an interesting one so well because it, it said it said that it's all other uh, foot modes it's optional to turn it on it said online friendlies it's on by default but you can turn it off but they don't mention squad battles or draft they literally never mention squad battles or draft i think in any of these what is I think it's squad auto battles shot auto shot is like when the ball falls to your player's feet like right in front of the box and it just immediately shoots it into the net doesn't happen as often but i have seen it, it has happened i've never had this also auto clearances is that when the keeper clears the ball automatically no, that is with a defender. The player, yeah. I've literally never, I've, I've never yeah. seen that happen. That's where are people looking at this. Yeah, like, that's right. It's I mean. one of those maybe things the, that maybe, happens. Is it possible that these are things that we already had off, and that some players turned them on, and it was allowed to turn it on in Ultimate Team? And all they're saying now is that actually you have to have them off. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure getting... a lot of these things I had. I'm pr- almost certain that my through through pass was on semi already. My jockey was definitely on manual. I know that. My jockey was definitely on manual as well. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things that, again, it will be more affecting novice players who turn these on rather than the generic player base. Assisted headers I'm also a fan of because sometimes players would just score mad headers. And, yeah, just like from the most insane angles. So I'm a fan of that as well. You know what I find interesting? There's no mention of the timed finishing. It's because I they timed finishing got absolutely nerfed this FIFA. I don't think anybody uses it really yeah. much anymore. I never used it because it sucks. <laughs> I used I, it to be fair. I did I couldn't time it well. And you would also, it's funny, every year they introduce something new and then and then the following year it gets nerfed or thrown out of the game. Throwback to low driven shots being the most <laughs> absolute OP. <laughs> Sorry. Thing in uh, FIFA 20 <laughs> and uh, FIFA 21, low-driven shots were absolutely awful. Never touch a yeah. low-driven shot. Yeah. yeah, the keeper just saved them every time. They were straight down the middle all the time. Hopefully, they'll have improved those. And but... last year, they added the drag backs, and now they nerfed it this year again. Or like FIFA 21, they nerfed it. So, yeah, yeah. it's just like a continuous cycle of adding things and nerfing it. I hope they do it with Bridge, but... Yeah, I can't just bridge anymore. <laughs> now, I won't really go into Foot Heroes either. I'll just say, basically, it is like an icon, essentially, except it has a different design. And they have um, they have an icon based on the league that they are for. And if you yeah. put them next to anybody from that league, they get a hard link. Or if you pick anybody from that same nation, they get a hard link. That is essentially the basis of Foot Heroes. Yeah. But there's a list and kind of videos showing all of them. First well, I will say... Joe Colin Dempsey. What I will say is, for the, from this screenshot, I sure as shit hope that Andreas Christensen is not a non-rare because I'm going to have a big issue with that. What are you looking I at? I know it's not relevant. The to... screenshot oh, below the no, heroes. No, these, 
yeah, these aren't. Uh, these yeah. are last seasons. Yeah, they have yeah. definitely not updated it because um, Son is a center forward in FIFA 22, and here is a left mid. So it's he, not the... Son is five star, five star, and center forward. We're all going. It's insane. That. I don't know where he got his five star skills, but yeah. Like, I mean, also we could now show. he's four star, four star now. I like that. Yeah, he's got I'm a decent upgrade too, but Pulisic has not gotten any upgrade. He's apparently the same rating as 81. He's got his, um, what do you call it, like his own dribbling style though. So that might be a very good option for him. Like Sterling and Neymar's had their own dribbling style. So yeah, will be nice. But so that basically wraps up the pitch notes for this episode. The last thing I want to talk about with y'all, if y'all can think of something on the spot, what is one thing that they did not mention that you would have liked to see that would have made the game much better compared to FIFA 21? And if y'all need time, you can say I need time to think about it because I already have one. Hello, maybe you first, say, maybe you, go you go first while I'll, I'll think of mine. <laughs> well, if you yeah. insist. But um, throwback to the FIFA 18 World Cup mode where the best feature I have seen in the longest time was introduced with the duplicate storage system. That oh, may have yes. been the biggest stroke of genius I have seen EA done, followed by the biggest stroke of idiocracy that I have seen yeah. done by taking it away because that was the best thing I've seen in so long because it was such a limited number of cards that you would get so many duplicates, but wow, a rewarding us for getting duplicates and saying you can save this for later. And I know they gave us the quick sell recovery system, but that is such a weak Only on the effort. web app. <laughs> Only on the web app. And that's such a weak effort yeah. to make us say, okay, we're sorry. You got a duplicate quick sell it, and you get five times. Dude, you know how many times during footies you get a team of the season or something that you have a duplicate of and you just don't have a good SPC to throw it in because you have no gold fodder? Just give me a duplicate storage system and that will be the biggest dub I think this game has, honestly. It is such an easy thing to do because you already did it successfully. You just said, "Eh, we're not going to put in the full game anymore. World Cup only only. That is what I want. The duplicate storage system. And that's an easy ask. Yeah, I don't think that would be hard for them to do at all. Same code. Like when you... I, yeah. I think the issue again here is not that they have chosen not to do it. I think it's whether or not they they want to offer it to us at all. I think mm. it's deter- related to like the market and stuff in terms of quick, quick selling duplicates is just another way of taking value out of the market, which is what they're desperate to do. Um which is stupid. Keeps it competitive, I suppose. But yeah, it is It is an interesting point. Did y'all think of anything that you would like to see in the game? Not anything like particularly mind-blowing, but one thing that really annoyed me, and I think it's the last two FIFAs, is all of the untradeable rewards. Like, everything has been untradeable rewards. And I remember last, I think it was last FIFA, they, they took it out. But when they brought out league SPCs where you could get like specific players, but now it's only packs and you can regrind it for the untradeable pack, which is effectively not as rewarding as getting a tradable one. I would love them to put in more like grindable players where you need to play for them or you need to do league SPCs for them or something like that. But obviously they wouldn't say it in the pitch notes, but I think that would be a great addition if they were to do that. Yeah, something that I've always wanted was something called, I dubbed it, a FIFA catalog, where basically it shows all, it's kind of like a sticker packs, how you put the stickers um, inside of a, um, a page to show you've got the full one. Have something like that for all the leagues and something like that at the beginning of the game, 
and then say, okay, if you get add them all, you get this player. And then you can change yeah. it every season. You do an upgraded one version of that. Yeah, I would like that as a lot as well. And there were there were rumors when FIFA 21 came out that they would bring out cards where say for instance, this is just like off the top of my head, they bring out a Messi, right? And they're like, oh, if you score 500 goals with this Messi, you get a plus two in shooting. And if you dribble past X amount of players, you get plus two dribbling, something like that. They need to, like, I think also add those type of players or just similar type of objectives where you can get like an upgraded card based on what you do with the card. That makes sense. Yeah. No, definitely. I've always thought that kind of like um, the biggest, one of the biggest ones I liked was the introduction of the... um, foot future stars promo where you had the foot academy and you had uh the players like starting up from the bottom like dan james was a big one for that zaniolo was another one and I, they didn't do that this year they did it last year but they didn't do it this year for some reason i thought it was a huge yeah, job last year i liked it last year. yeah that was that was great but there should be like a foot academy or something at the very beginning or just a feature and then you have these players every season and you just grind with it i think that would be an insane one and we've seen Oh, uh, we've seen it kind of with the um, summer heat. Summer heat uh, did it as well, and we, and we saw it. We've seen it now, actually, with um, the milestone Atal. objectives. Yeah, Atal was um, kind of one who did. I mm-hmm. just get progressively. That is a type of player that, uh, or sorry, a type of progression system and thing. That I just think it's just a dub. It's just another dub. But yeah. you have it throughout the year. You know, many players are in this game, and how easy it would be just to give us a random player it's an insane that you turn amount. from terrible to great. Yeah, even if it's not that great, it doesn't need to be meta. Just give us something to grind for, I guess. Well, not especially yeah. at the start of the game. Like an eighty-four is like good enough, and yeah. make it so that you know early game it's useful, and then you know it progresses with the game. Because you know at the start of the year, eighty-fours are good. Then it goes up to like you know you need to be having eighty-fives, eighty-sixes towards the end of the year. If your whole team isn't like ninety-two, ninety-three, then you know you're not. You're behind. It's all about that, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I, I would have liked agree. to see a good bit that a lot of people have been calling back for? Online tournaments, but not like the weekly knockout tournament, just a normal online tournament. And imagine this. Imagine you have a tournament for bronze, silver, and gold. And those are the ma- those are the players that you can use in it. Like imagine a tournament where you can only use bronze players. And if you win the tournament, you get like a silver stars type of player. It's like a bronze player who's upgraded to like an awesome silver inform card. And if it's yeah. a silver tournament, you get an awesome gold inform. And if it's a gold tournament, you get an awesome gold inform player who's boosted massively or something. Yeah, like that. I, I don't know if you remember back in the day, I think it was like FIFA 13, FIFA 12, um, back when there was only like bronze, silver, gold, and then informs. And informs mm-hmm. were so hard to get. Like they were super I remember. rare. Yeah. And um, they brought out a no- knockout tournament where the reward was a inform uh, Kazuki Honda. <laughs> uh, and it was the first time they'd ever done it. And everybody had that card. And it was literally in every single team. And it was, it was, it was brilliant. And obviously, I, I wouldn't want it to be the same. But you saying that has actually given me an answer to your question to, to in the future. So I already, I already had an answer, which I'll touch on quickly because... It's, it's a short one. I've been saying this for years and years and years because I grew up actually uh, when I was younger playing PES because I didn't have an Xbox and my PC couldn't run FIFA. Uh, and PES is just so much better in terms of customization, like the editors and all the things like that. And I just yeah. don't understand why if you can do it in pro clubs, you can do it 
in now you can do it in career mode why can we not make custom badges and custom kits in in ultimate team it doesn't make sense anyway that was my other one but my main reason now is again taking from pez and taking your on your example of uh having these tournaments fifa literally have the rights to the uefa champions league and it's not even slightly integrated into ultimate team so when pez had the rights to the champions league they had probably the most fantastic online game mode i've ever played which is every week they would run a uefa champions league right where what it basically was is you started off the first couple of days was the group stage and in the group stage you had um 20 48 hours to play a set number of games so it was like six games or something and then based on your results you would get points and it would put every single person that played into one big table and half that table would qualify and the other half would get eliminated. And then it would literally just go through same again. So it would go through to the next round where you would get, you know, 12 hours to play as to play like two games. And then it would put everyone into a table and half would get eliminated and half would go through and it would keep going until there were literally only two people left, which you would think takes ages, but because of, you know, how dividing by two works and it, goes exponentially yeah. uh it actually doesn't take that many rounds to get rid of everyone so i just thought it was a super cool way of running a tournament uh and yeah if a if a person that you're that you're in the same section as doesn't play a game you automatically get the win but i i just think that's really cool i think that would were that, there that requirements would for who you could play with and everything in your squad no you if there were champions pick, and players you, or anything you could pick pick any team well it wasn't on it wasn't uh this the game mode wasn't on uh pez's ultimate team it was on just Oh, just general online, so you'd use whatever team you wanted, but I'm sure they could add some sort of things like that. But I just, even if they don't do it like that, because I think nowadays that maybe wouldn't work, but I just think they need to have some sort of UEFA Champions League themed tournament because they literally have yeah. the rights to it and they don't include it in, in, in Ultimate Team. They hyped up the Champions League like rights so much. I think when, when did it come? Was it last year, the year before? Two years it, it was a year before, yeah, yeah. and They've been so underwhelming with it. Like, yeah, really. Also, Champions League players need to go back to being better than the regular players. What's the What was the point of Champions League? What was the point of having They were only the plus one in the very beginning, though. Yeah, but I'm saying that I would prefer fine. that. That yeah. was good because a plus one means it's slightly better, but not game-breakingly better, but worth getting. Like, why would you... Mm. The only reason I was getting Champions League players this year was because I wanted the team to look slightly multicolored. <laughs> Yeah. They have just a full gold team. Yeah, their only their only prime of relevance is the icon S- icon swaps objectives and uh, throwback SBCs or not throwback um SBCs. Sorry, the um Champions League marquee match. Champions League, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, it's really underwhelming the Champions League. I mean, you need to wait for so long before they start releasing like special cards. It's normally like or team of the group stage, team of the semis, whatever. They should literally like every single week. There needs to be like two players that stood out that. There's a special card for each of them. I don't know, something like that. That would that's what I would definitely like. I still have beef with EA for not having a team in the tournament this year when Chelsea won it all and would have had Yeah, of course, of course. Of course, when Chelsea won it, there was nothing. I was very disappointed with FIFA this year in terms of like the amount of special Chelsea cards that they released. Like I'm still waiting for my super meta Kante or something like that. But well, honestly, when you think about it, they did give us a lot more in the second half because you almost have a full eleven of starter things. The only thing is yeah. they they shortchanged some players. Like Conte should have gotten a much better man of the match card or something like that. Like Tiago from Bayern when he was there last year and they won the Champions League. I remember 
he got a stacked upgrade. He got a stacked one and it wasn't even expensive. And you know what? Yeah. Edward Mendy was one of the best goalkeepers in the world this year, and he's never once single. had an upgrade. Yeah. That's ridiculous in my opinion. I was hoping for one of these dynamic duo Chelsea cards. Um, I guess I'm still hoping, but yeah, I just want something like that. I need some more Chelsea players in my team. <laughs> I thought they were uh, gonna do a showdown for the uh for the super cup, maybe, and they didn't. Oh, that would have been sick, actually, yeah. Because like ten people still play FIFA now. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but imagine a footy style 10, showdown but... card. Yeah. Ever just run out of well, players, be I guess, because they gave us they gave us like three showdowns. They gave us Werner, Rudiger, and no, Jorginho and Silva. Yeah. They never gave Asby a flashback card. I'm and Alonso. Wasn't Alonso also? And Alonso. Oh my god. I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But so as we were saying, Aspie. we were very lucky with Chelsea cards this year. Yes. Oh, thank you, EA. But they but- they also were kind of lacking for a bit. Also, the, the road to the finals, they only gave Chelsea an SBC. Oh, the SBC card. I hated that so much. And we won like it some, all. Real Madrid got two packable uh, road to the finals, and we didn't get one. And an SBC. Uh, and an SBC, they are. They got Isco, wasn't it? I think uh-huh. it was Isco, yeah. yeah but another thing, like, if, if you look at Arsenal cards, there's so many Arsenal special cards compared to what they did this season. And like when you look at what Chelsea did the past season, so I think it's about the same amount of special cards. What's crazy is that we're a partner with EA and everything like that. We get ambassadors and everything, but we, ha- you know, we would have to get the respect on our names after winning the Champions League Super Cup and everything like that. And like, mm. whether it be in the ratings at the very beginning or what, and that's going to be a whole episode that we do is the ratings review. But they have to that. freaking give us like the favoritism they give Bayern and Real Madrid and PSG these days. Yeah, no, definitely I agree. And Manchester United used to be the favorite. Like I know this is very petty, I guess, but you know how in kickoff they've got the ratings that go up and down based yeah. on the form of the teams. The amount of times I go in there and it's like uh, United just drew, but Pogba is a ninety-rated card, and then I look at Chelsea and like we just won, but Mendy's downgraded somehow, something like that. That just grinded my gear so much. I know it's very petty, but yeah, it's just like something I noticed. Yeah. Also, to everyone, kind of as a reminder even though we're all predominantly Chelsea fans on this, because that's how we know each other, we're going to be very, we're going to try to be very unbiased and impartial in this content and everything like that. When we do promo reviews and everything, we will be fair to, if they give us Liverpool cards, Man City cards and everything like that, whether how we evaluate them, we're not going to be biased and say, I am going to be very biased towards Andreas Christensen because he is the greatest. Yeah. Anyone else, I I will be unbiased. And uh, talking about Andreas Christensen, I saw somewhere he clocked the highest speed at the Euros. Yeah. Did you guys see that as well? Yeah. And like his pace needs to go f- up uh, a lot. I think, it, what is it now? 64? It's, it's something It'll ridiculous. probably go down, okay. knowing yay. We'll probably <laughs> Most likely, yeah. We'll have a fun episode raging about that, but no, that'll be interesting. I don't, I don't think we'll bother doing predictions per se. I might do predict. I'll probably do predictions on the True Blue show, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll evaluate. And we know in the way that week or not a week, sorry, about three weeks or three so. Weeks. They'll start doing the promos where they, they show their ratings reveals and everything like yeah. that. I'll tell you, I t- I tell you what we'll do. 
I'll tell you what we'll do. I will not look at the ratings before our show, and then I will try and guess them while you guys know them on our ratings reveal show. That might be fun. Okay, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Can you, can you at least show your face on the camera next time? And when we do that, that way I can see your reaction when it's totally I wrong. I will. It's totally I wrong. <laughs> I wanted to see how like dumbfounded you are when like Mendy gets a plus one upgrade to an eighty, and he's still I'm totally expecting something like that. Oh, he's, um, you know what I'm upset about? I'm really upset about Billy Gilmore is going to get a one to watch card um, or like a uh, like a Silver Squad one to watch card or something like that. It's going to be a Norwich. Not going to be in the and then he's, League. And then he's going to oh, he's going to get a Future Stars card too this season because he's going to turn up. Oh, it's going to be for Norwich. Oh, he just reminded me of that. I've been waiting for a Billy Future Stars card for so long, and now it's going to be one, and it's going to be a Norwich. Oh. But here, I will tell you one thing um, before we kind of close out this episode to kind of just look forward to with this year. Did you ever think about the fact that a team of the year, we will probably have Jorginho, maybe Tiago Silva, and and probably Kante, Kante all Man, in the team of the year. Jorginho and uh, you just know Jorginho and Tiago Silva as well are going to be the easily packable ones in the because like, you know how there's usually one that you Mm. are the easiest ones to pack. Jorginho, whatever the midfield is, Jorginho is going to be easily packable because I just don't think it's going to be a very good card. And I am here for it because I want that card. We were not going to complain. Yeah, not at all. We might it's even get a Mendy SPC. And I would love that. Because when you, do you think, who do you think is the best goalkeeper in the world this past year? Would you say Donnarumma? Or would, I mean, he Ederson, even, I think, would get it. Ederson? Yeah. Ederson probably would. But we're going to probably have... Chelsea have got to be a favorite in there. Kind of like Bayern retreated in the past I year mean, or Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. Remember that there are still three or four months worth of football before that decision is made. So, But isn't it normally based on the past year, kind of how like the Bundelon d'Or is? Past season, you mean? Oh, wait. Remember, they're named. Yeah. They're named at the awards. The, the FIFA Pro 11. They're yeah. named in the fall. Yeah. And that's normally what the team of the year is. Well, yeah, but then they also sort of do their thing, their voting thing, where they send out those voting packs to influencers and things like that. They only it only accounts for a small amount, I would say, but yeah, yeah, no. but it's still, I mean, yeah, there's a possibility for it to be different. Either way, right? There's Let's a lot of good stuff to. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, we're just at the tip of especially the especially that Lukaku everything. card. Oh, I'm waiting for the Chelsea Lukaku SBC or any of an Aaron Messi. One of them come out. Let me throw my whole club in. I didn't think they're going to release any of the Aaron Messi this FIFA, to be fair. What I actually thought they should do, if it was even remotely possible, was release an end of the era Messi at the beginning of FIFA 22, but make it so hard to grind out that you would only be able to get it at the end. And then somehow, like everyone would sit there with a team of season segments. Like a hundred segments. <laughs> or, or objectives, but yeah, something like that. That's what I thought could be a possibility. Because who, uh, did they even give an end of the era card to Ronaldo when he left Real Madrid? I don't think they did. Wow. You're right, wait. But they gave one to Ramos. Yeah, but not to Ronaldo, I think. Ramos has been there longer than Ronaldo, I think, but you're right. It's the same thing. But they've given people like Xavi Alonso, Robin... Rooney, Rossi, it, but I guess most of those are retirements. But even Ramos wasn't. That's yeah, weird. that's weird to me. Some people were saying they want the first 100 level card with the end of an era Barcelona. But when you think about it, Messi leaving Barca is the biggest end of an era 
we've had in a long time, even bigger than Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid. Did you see that because he joined PSG, they gained 20 million followers on Instagram in like a day? Yeah. That just shows that he is the biggest thing in football. And apparently there's a rumor going around today on some headlines that Mbappe is going to go to Real Madrid next year for a free and Ronaldo is going to go to PSG on a free next year. That would be mad. I don't think, like, obviously it would affect their goals because it, it would have to be shared. But that would just be a mad squad. It'd be illegal. <laughs> if, yeah, if they don't win the Champions League, it's, yeah, it's pretty much a fraud if we, lo- if we lost say. in the Champions League, I don't even think I'd be mad because I'd just be like, yeah, that's that's about right. I'm keen to face him in the Champions League, to be fair. That would be proper. We like, can get them in the group PSG. stage. Yeah, they're in pot two. Or is it pool two? I don't know what it's called. but Yeah, the group stage is actually going to be mad this year because so many big teams finished um, below the, the champion spots. Oh, yeah, definitely. Awesome not being one of them. Also, <laughs> um, a little foreshadow for our one to watch episode eventually. Wanna watch this year is gonna be stacked. There's like five PSG players and like two United players. Probably. There's a lot. I was I was thinking of one uh, uh future stars actually recently. What future stars do you think just quickly, I guess, could people look forward to? I was thinking Musiala and Billy Gilmore. Yeah, Billy Musiala at Bayern Munich. Um, maybe oh, that's a good question. I mean, I guess that really Depends. I Smith Rowe, I guess. Smith Rowe probably would get one, I think. I don't think there's any other Chelsea youngsters there right now that would get one. I don't I think everyone's already yeah, I don't know. tapped out on that. Um yeah, you would think it'd have to get Bayern. Um Pedri got one this year, did he not? Mm, or is it Requi Puig? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm also thinking the same. I could really check for you actually. I, I think Pedri did not get one this year. He would be one. Yeah, of the I also don't think Pedri did. Chua Meni could maybe get one. He might be a shout. Um, I don't know how old Weston McKinney is, but I would have said him. He should have got one this year, honestly. Um, no, Pedri didn't get one. Pedri did not get one. I say Pedri gets one. I, I think yeah, Pedri's going to get one. He definitely has to get one. I think he'll be yeah. one of the headliners. So I would say the Pedri card. Ansufati get one. Yes. Yes, he did. If not this year, then previous year, yes, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. He got the strike card. I completely forgot. I definitely had it at one point. I would say if Mukoko is in the game and plays well for Dortmund, then he could. Yeah, I'd imagine he'd get one. There's so many young Dortmund players he could also get. Also, I don't know if y'all remember the name Xavi Simons or Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, some hula-looking guy with hair, but he's super young. Apparently, he's in the beta. That's what some people have um, leaked, that he has a silver card in the beta. He's in the game currently in kickoff. Is he? In FIFA 21, yes. So, yeah, he might be in there. We'll have to see about that. But, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode, the second episode of Tales of Misfortune. So, guys, thank you for joining me on the line today. We have a good little preview of what FIFA 22 is going to offer us. The ultimate team looks like it's going to be fun. We'll probably come back with a goodbye FIFA 21 and the Foot 21 Awards episode. But uh, until then, Omar, Reinhardt, thank you for being here. You got any closing notes? It was a blast, man. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, all i say is um, hopefully on the next episode, I'll be able to give us a bit more clarity after I've uh, dabbled with Some the Some insight. Basis. 
some, uh, some insider information, the man on the inside, or I might just be even more confused. So, you know, things will happen. We'll yeah, see. people say take the beta with a grain of salt sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, they always seem to change the gameplay and everything. But still be interesting to see. So thanks, everyone. Definitely, Appreciate you all yeah. listening. Um, for starting off with our uh, new series, you're going to have a lot more episodes, we hope. Maybe maybe a weekly, might be a bi-weekly kind of show. But yeah, stay tuned for more. Get engaged with us on Twitter. I am at Treywolf, T-R-E-Y-O-W-O-L-F. As always, Omar Reinhardt, do you want to drop your Twitter handles? Or do you just want to say, don't follow me? Oh, you follow <laughs> me on Twitter at cfc ohms omz cfc omz you can follow me at um at rh underscore cfc yeah and pushing yeah. the agenda that we are all chelsea fans on this show basically like but don't, don't let that deter you we're still gonna we're still great I mean, few passionate people we do know what we are don't we i mean yeah champions yeah. of europe we know who there we, we go <laughs> so thanks what guys to end on. yeah thanks guys that is we'll the catch- best way we'll catch y'all later <laughs>